So we've had 12 hours of prayer from 6 a.m. this morning till 6 p.m. tonight here in the sanctuary and in our prayer room. And, uh, and now we're going to go through some testimonies. And I wanna, I'm going to start, I'll start with me because I can only testify about me. I can't testify what, 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 uh, what Peter saw, what Peter heard, or what anybody else in the room was going to come up and give a testimony. I, can't, I, can't, I can only start with me. So I started my day today in Colossians 3. It starts in, in verse 1. And, I, and this is kind of how I start my day. And it says, it says and I'm going to read it. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, and set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So I start my day at that point. I start my day saying, okay, I've been raised with you, and you said that I should take my mind out from the things I see and place it up there with you where you are in heavenly places. And then I just start to expand on whatever comes to me about that location. Whether it's like, okay, you're seated at the right hand of God in majesty. You are our great high priest, Melchizedek, and you're, and you're forever making intercession for me. And you, you said that whoever comes to the Father through you, Jesus, you would save to the uttermost. And I know one thing, I'm not yet at the uttermost. I'm not there yet. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take my mind and I'm going to set it on where you are. So that's where I started my day, just coming into that place. I start that way every day. Almost every day I start off coming through Colossians chapter 3 to say, God, I'm going to set my mind on you today. And sometimes that lasts an hour. Sometimes that'll last 15 minutes before something comes along and tries to distract me tries to take my attention from a heavenly place and place it back on earthly things. Today, I had a lot of earthly things come along and pull me from the heavenly place. And I don't know about you, when that happens to me, it takes more time to get back to the heavenly place than it did the first time. So I, I, was, I was just kind of being battered around my day and, I, and I'll just give you the I'll give you the real readers digest on this because I want to hear testimonies of of what happened today in prayer but we had a uh, we when I say we I mean the church so we had a had a had a breach in one of our accounts and it cost us about two thousand dollars but in the in the repair in the repairing of the breach and coming to to the place of saying okay how do we keep this from happening or how does this how do we get to that place then you have to do a bunch of things you know it's not as easy as you know you got to go through the details of bank accounts and and signature cards and and you know how it all goes there's just a lot of details to it so there's just in the midst of the details today there were a lot of times where I kept telling myself Man, I, I don't know. I'm. I this thing is just. This seems like a lot of, 
a lot of distractions, a lot of things pulling in different directions and, and that. And I, I wouldn't necessarily call it warfare in the sense of warfare, but I would call it, I would call it trying to distract. It was distractions, a lot like, a lot like Martha wanting to make lunch for Jesus and getting concerned about what someone else was doing, Mary. You know, because I kept wanting, I kept telling myself, you know, when I finish this one detail, then I'm going to go out and pray. Then I'm going to go out and sit in the, in the sanctuary. Then I'm getting out there. And then you know what happened. One detail became five. And then that phone call had to lead to another phone call, which led to a trip to Ventura for signatures, which then led to go to the bank and then sit with, you know, and just time and time and time. So then when I get back, I say, okay, when I finish this one thing, then I'm getting out there. Well, in the midst of it, you know, I, had to, I, I finally concluded about halfway through the, the 2 o'clock watch in the, in the afternoon that there might not be a chance where I get out to sit in the sanctuary today. And so I, then I started to say, okay, Jesus, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my prayer watch right here, right now, with you in the midst of all the details and just started praying. And I started asking him. I, just, I wasn't, wasn't looking at the stuff, but yet the stuff was what I was doing. Again, I set my mind on the things above. I set my mind where Jesus was. I pulled my soul out of the details and said, no, you're greater than this, Jesus. And I said, what do you have to say about all these details? And multiple times this afternoon, I heard Jesus tell me, he says, he says I'm Lord over that. I said, okay. So then I said, you know, let me tell you a good secret. When Jesus tells you something, it's a good practice to just tell him back what he said. You know, it's polite. So he said, he says, I'm Lord over that. And I said, okay, so you're Jesus, you're Lord over this. And I'm just going to tell you right now that you're Lord over this. You're Lord over this phone call. You're Lord over this, 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 this breach. You're Lord over, you're Lord over the, 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 all the circumstances that are surrounding it, all, the, all the, the, the comings and the goings. And I said, Jesus, you're Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. And then there's just times I started saying, Jesus, you're Lord. You really are. You know, and it seemed, I mean, it sounds, it sounds really silly, but it's true. The more I kept saying it, all of a sudden I really started to believe that Jesus was Lord over the whole circumstances. And all I was doing was just taking care of the details. I, I got to be a good steward over the details of the house of God and, and in the midst of it be able to just tell him that, no, Jesus, sure, Lord, you got this. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to try to reconcile it. I don't have to try to, you know, figure out how, when, why, or what. That's the matter. You got it. You're in control. And you're going to do exceedingly abundantly above more than I can ask or do or think because, because that's what you do. You take loss and you bring it into gain. And you don't just bring it into gain, but you bring it into multiplication on gain because you don't take one seed and make one tree. You take, you take a seed and turn it into... A, a, a grove of trees. So he's into multiplication. That's where I started hearing that this afternoon was, no, I'm going to multiply. I'm going to take care of this. I'm, I'm going to take care of it. All that loss will become greater. Not greater loss, but greater. It's going to become gain in the midst of it. So, and, I, and where I was going to go with that was I'll read you the scripture that I, I heard him say, and that's Philippians... It right here. Philippians 2, verse 8. Nope. Verse 9. 
Therefore, God also had highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that every that at the name of Jesus, every knee, every circumstance, every situation should bow. Those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So then I just started saying, God, this is all, I don't know how this works out. I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but this is going to be for the glory of God, your Father. This is going to bring glory to it. It's going to bring glory to you. I don't understand it. I'm not going to try to figure it out because you're Lord over it, so you're going to take care of it, and you're going to bring it into until all things turn around for good for those that love you and are called to your purpose. So I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm just going to love you and continue being called to your purpose. So that was my day. So if, 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 you, want to, if you want to receive now an ability to, again, step out of the things that you're in and be able to step into Jesus, I want to bless you today with the, the ability to hear Jesus speak that he's Lord over the thing that you're right in the midst of. So, Father, again, I thank you. Thank you that, that, that all things are subject to you and all things are under the feet of Jesus. So right now, Father, we thank you that in heaven and in earth and everything under the earth is subject to you, Jesus. So we just come back and we lift our voice and we say to you that Jesus is Lord over all circumstances. He's Lord over breaches and loss. He's, he's, Lord, over, he's Lord over confusion. He's Lord over, over health and finance. He's Lord over kids and inheritances and futures. He's Lord over parents and teenagers. He's Lord over, over jobs and situations. He's Lord over governments. He's Lord over kings and kingdoms. And every single thing, Jesus, we just again we thank you and we submit ourselves and we receive from you again the complete understanding that no matter where we're at and what we're doing today that Jesus is Lord to the glory of Father to the glory of Father and we receive again that understanding not of ourselves not that we'll change anything but we'll just submit to, to you in the midst of anything and everything in Jesus name Amen Amen so Anybody who was here, I know 6 o'clock started with Larry, but Larry's in the midst of his move. And so he told me that uh, he wouldn't be here. And so uh, then we had Larry Hicks. And I, I know you were here, Peter. You, you, you held a bunch of watches today. I saw that. So would you like to come up and... That would be awesome. Your wife's the early bird. She's the early bird. So she said, Larry's. this might be the last time we see him. So... So she's known Larry since he was at Living Word with Dale mm -hmm. Everest and yeah. Dodie, her friend. Yeah. Uh, back there was uh, Rosie with, with her too back yeah. in those days. So uh, I said, okay, so let's go. So I got to be with Larry and we got to share with him and bless him. And uh, it was good because I saw a lot of things tie together with all the other shifts when uh, Chris Dickerin came and then later when Wes Bunyan was here. So I'll try to tie things in that they were uh, kind of touching on also. Um, but I, I'd like, to, there's, there's a lot to, to tie in here, but the Lord just told me to have three themes here that I, I saw through the, the different prayer washes today. And that was awakening or awake. And then what was confirmed today, 
in the prayer um, or the praise is the importance of praise and worship, raising the praise. And then the other thing was a scripture too that Pastor Steve recently mentioned in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name, the repentance. So awakening, raising the praise and repentance. So um, I want to just start out with this scripture. It's um, Isaiah 52, verse 1. Awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. By the way, that's us because we've been grafted into the seed of Abraham. We're also Zion and we are Israel and Jerusalem. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust, arise, sit down, O Jerusalem, loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Now, this has happened to us. Uh, believe it or not, we've all been in a place where God has been through since the early church period, been awakening his church again as we went through a very sleepy uh, period in the Middle Ages and the, the Dark Ages. God has been awakening his church. And he goes on to say, you who have sold yourselves for nothing and you have redeemed, been redeemed without money, for thus says the Lord God, my people went down at first into Egypt, that's symbolic of bondage into Egypt to dwell there then the Assyrian oppressed them without cause and we see that kind of oppression over God's people and over all the people of the United States at this juncture and therefore what have I here says the Lord that my people are taken away for nothing those who rule over them make them wail says the Lord and my name is blasphemed continually every day. It started back even in John's time. He said the spirit of the Antichrist has already come on the earth. And that's what God is going to squelch, the spirit of Antichrist. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Your watchmen shall lift up their voices. With their voices they shall sing together, for they shall see eye to eye from the Lord, when the Lord God brings back Zion. Break forth in the joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. You just had that scripture up there, every knee. Philippians 2.10 that you shared, uh, um, Brian, every knee will bow. He's revealing it to all the nations. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the disobedient as well as the obedient that have given their lives to Christ. And he's waking us all up. We all need to wake up to a certain extent in our lives. The remnant church is brought up a lot. Maybe they need less awakening than the sleepy church. 
the lukewarm church, but we're all being awakened. And what are we being awakened to? Well, the theme came today again of praise, raising the praise, Second Chronicles 20. That we're to raise the praise, that's where their victory came from. It's interesting, there was a time to bring out the sword, the word of God, but in, in 2 Chronicles 20, they were told to put the sword, the word of God, in its sheath. And they were told simply to raise the praise, the power of praise. There's a great book that you can get on that years ago that came out by Merlin Crothers called Prison to Praise and the Power of Praise. And then we have this thing of repentance. And Russ Munyon today was bringing up the importance of praise. But the Holy Spirit prompted me and said, but also this thing of repentance needs to come with praise. Praise from vessels that have been broken and humbled is a praise, the most precious praise to God. Because when you can praise him in the midst of your distress and in the midst of your toil and tribulation and persecution, that kind of praise is more precious to God than the praise simply that comes when God is blessing. And that song that uh, was in the Belfast Revival, every, uh, he, he talks about in, in the time of the wilderness, I'll still praise you. And then the time when the sun is shining bright on me, I'll praise you. But it's that praise that can come in the midst of oppression. And we in the United States have gone through a lot of attacks and oppression against the church against those who love this nation and God says it is through you raising the praise and through a repentant church second chronicles second 14 says if my people not the people in general my people who are called by my name that's us will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways not saying God take away the wickedness we see in society no if we will humble ourselves first and pray and turn from our wicked ways the church yes our lukewarmness our passivity our pride our selfishness our envy our jealousies our comp competitive spirit so that God brings us into First, uh, into Joel chapter 2, where they march one another in file and in rank, and they don't thrust one another through. They don't push one another aside. But we know and respect everyone's calling and ministry and giftings. That is all essential part of the body of Christ manifesting the glory of God on the earth. So God is calling us to be awakened first, awakened to praise again and to be awakened to repentance. Why? Because even Peter said this in Acts chapter 2. Repent that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of God. And we're looking for that time of refreshing where there's been a drought, but Elijah's saying there's a cloud the size of a man's fist. And I know now the drought is ending, not just the physical drought over California, but there's been a spiritual drought. There's been a drought for hearing the word of the Lord, not sermons, but the word of the Lord, the prophetic, declarative, a creative word of the Lord. God is releasing that. 
as the church steps into repentance and raising the praise, trusting that God will bring the victory. And what happened with the unholy trinity that came against Jehoshaphat and Israel? Ammon, Mount Seir, and Moab, they turned on one another and began to devour one another. And that's what's going to happen. Wickedness will start to, well, he told me to do it, or he paid me, or he, he bribed me, he did this, and they will turn on one another. We won't have to do anything. All we have to do is praise God and stay humble and broken, and God will redeem us. And he gives us authority Authority to people that he knows will not use it for revenge or vindication, but it'll give us authority over principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And we'll declare the word of the Lord and wickedness will be exposed and they will turn on each other. And when they're exposed and justice comes, justice comes, a church that is broken and humble will extend mercy to those who have been exposed and pray for them instead of gloat over them that they've been expo exposed, but instead mercy. Mercy will come from a repentant church, from a praising, worshiping church. We lose that. Can we all stand here and ask God to bring us into that, to that place of repentance and awakening? We all need to be awakened. <laughs> To a certain extent, right? So I loose the awakening in every one of us. Different levels of awakening, yes, depending on where you are with the Lord. But Lord, all of us need an awakening in our hearts. We awaken to you, Lord. And a new level of repentance in our life. Lord, a new, new heart searching in, our, in the church, in our individual hearts. Lord, and a new level of praise that we've not known. You know, there's, there's layers in heaven. There's going to be three-dimensional praise. So there's levels of praise even. Lord, bring us up. Bring us up into the new levels of praise. Bring us up into new levels of repentance. Bring us up, Lord. Bring us up. Bring us up. Arise, church, arise. We loose the rising of the church from its sleep from its deadness, from its apathy, passivity. Lord, raise up the church. Raise the praise. Raise the repentance. We loose it, Father, to each and every one of us, to the church at large, to the church in America, to the church overseas. We release it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Peter. Okay, anybody else? Helen? Oh, Helen's coming, okay. <laughs> you can, we'll sit up front next time. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> first, I want to share Sunday um, during worship. I sat here in the front. But during the worship, the Lord gave me this the Lord gave me this picture and I saw a heart, but the heart was in shape of a, a Valentine heart. But it was alive and it was beating. And the Lord was telling me 
that that was his heart for our church. It, that it was beating with excitement, and the Lord was just showing me the, the love, the love that he has for our body, for Jubilee Church. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Okay, that's one. Okay, so now, um, I wasn't going to share this, but everything you guys are saying and everything that's happening tonight, I thought, oh, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. Um, at home, I was, I just, my heart's kind of, my heart's kind of heavy, a little bit grieved because uh, my prayer partner lost her, her son. She found him dead in his bedroom um, Monday. So we're, she's my prayer partner for six years. So I'm, I'm feeling it for, with her. Um, but today in the morning, I didn't know what to read. And so I came across Psalms 33. So let me pray first. Father God, and sweet spirit of God, I just ask you right now for open hearts and open ears and open spiritual eyes. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to just speak through me, pray through me. In Jesus' name. All right. It's time. It's time to sing and shout. Go ahead, all of you redeemed ones, do it. Praise him with all you have. For praise looks lovely on the lips of God's lovers. Play the guitar as you lift your praises loud with thanksgiving. With what? With thanksgiving. Sing and make joyous music with all you got inside. Compose, <clears throat> compose new melodies that release new praises to, to the Lord. And I really believe that, you know what? I believe that God's going to be giving, downloading songs to people um, from heaven. <sighs> um, pl play his praises on instruments with the anointing, with what? with the anointing and skills that he gives you. Um, sing and shout with passion. I love that. Sing and shout with passion. Reminds me of you, sis. You express that very good. Um, okay, uh, let's see, I lost my spot. Um, with, okay, play, okay. with the anointing and the skills that he gives you, sing and shout with passion. Make a spectacular sound of joy. For God's word is something to sing about. He is true to his promises. His word can be trusted. And everything that he does is reliable and right. The Lord loves seeing justice on the earth. Anywhere and everywhere you can find it, his faithful and unfailing love. 
All he has to do was speak by his spirit wind command. And God created the heavenlies filled with galaxies and stars and the vast cosmos he wonderfully made. I'm going to stop there. Uh, so, Father, I thank you. I thank you. And as Pastor Brian prayed and, the, and Peter, Lord, we say yes and amen, Lord. We say yes and amen that we can express our heart and love and new song with passion, Father, with your passion in our heart to be full of thanksgiving and gratitude, Lord. I ask right now, Father, that your Holy Spirit would just hover over each and every one of us. And in, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would rise up even greater inside of us. And I know what your word says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Lord, I just pray that we will walk in that new freedom in the Spirit, that we will walk in that new freedom in the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. got to get you people to sit closer to the front. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Anyway, I was here in the spirit all day, and um, I needed to do some personal business and everything, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so good when you're continue connected with uh, the body of Christ on the 24-7. And um, I just wanted to share my, my heart goes towards uh, Cecilia and also so, so many things that are happening these days. And, you know, that reminds me when Jesus went to Martha and Mary. And, you know, he has such a big heart. And he has a compassion, such a compassion, compassion heart. And he knows, as earthly beings we are, you know, he just, the first thing he does when he comes to his disciples, when they were, very stressed and upset when Jesus left. I mean, any time that someone leaves or some separation or whatever, <clears throat> it hurts the body. It, it does. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And he has a compassion, compassion heart. And it's in the whole, I could sense it through the whole atmosphere everywhere, the body of Christ, the world. But you know what? The Lord showed me, or actually, yesterday when I was here with the staff and we were praying, and 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 I was just just you know usually I'm very ooh, prophetic and all that, but there's a sweet prophetic uh, release that the Lord was just releasing in me because I'm I'm just sensing the compassion of the Lord moving among us because some are moving, some are going to. Kansas, Arkansas, whatever, Larry Bingman, and some of the body of Christ is, you know, they're just, when we're attached to someone, I just have to just ask the Lord to just, you know, give us some wisdom and showing, just to pray and everything. 
But as I meditate and question, because this is what the Lord is, before I even go to bed, he wants me to just shut off my phone, not the TV. And, um, and, and, and there's someone that, and there's probably many of here in the body of Christ or the, the one who's watching, they can't sleep. I don't know what's going on. Their mind is wrestling. They're, 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 uh, it's racing, and they can't stop their, their thinking about some things. You know, it could be family or whatever. And the Lord says, Shalom. Shalom to this situation. Shalom. And I've been living in that word, and I was sharing that with the staff yesterday. I've been living in the word shalom. And I know that the Jewish people, they, they, you know, they say shalom a lot. But as I hear that a lot, I says, what does shalom mean? I said, I know what peace is. But then that, and, and then um, someone gave me a frame and shalom and a definition. It says rest and peace. And, but I was more interested in the last few words that was in shalom. You know what it says? It says, it's absent of aggravation, absent of discord, absent of um, anxiety, all the other, other the world, the, the, what the world offers or what you're feeling in the atmosphere. And I'm very little emotional because I, I love people. And when I hear about Cecilia, and there's other people, because I do a lot of Weddings, the celebration, I do a lot of, I assist Pastor Brian. I do a lot of memorials with him, with Pastor Steve. And it just all, you know, it's just, just we've just in a memorial. And it's, it's uh, I just have to, to, to process that. And the staff has to process that. And so, and the Lord says, just keep looking at the word shalom. And I said, thank you, Father. And, and yes, there is an awakening, awakening of praise, but awakening of really, really having an intimate relationship with the Father. And, and, and he's really encouraging all of us to talk to him and welcome him in your, your place of ex the, the, where, where you're feeling like with Pastor Brian. I saw him all day long and he 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 just was staying focused but i we just pray the staff pray that not only 2000 i really believe because i'm in the business too you're talking a lot more than 2000 his time deanna's time just a lot of reordering checks or whatever because with we've had uh issues in our business that we've had fraud and all that and it takes thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So you're not only talking $2,000, you are talking maybe close to $10,000. And that's a lot, a lot of money that the church. But you know what? We're going to pray. We're going to pray that all this, what the enemy meant for bad, we'll take authority and we'll pull it back and take it back. Now, there's a scripture that... This is all ties in what's happening today and what the atmosphere is releasing is the sweetness of the Lord is being released. Even though you're feeling and sensing and we have to apply shalom and not engage with 
all the discord or the uh, disturbance, anxiety, and you have to keep bringing sweetness in the atmosphere or in the midst of what you're doing or in the midst of all the stuff. And with Pastor Brian, I have known him for almost 30 years and I have never seen him mad. Honest to God, I've never seen, maybe Veda has, but I haven't seen him mad here. But he holds that sweetness. He welcomes the Holy Spirit in, in the midst of, that is very intense what he had to do today. I can feel it, I could feel. And so um, there's a scripture I wanted to share that ties into um, what the Lord, how he wants us to apply on it every day. And um, in the Old Testament, there was one area that they came into a situation, but the Lord always has a, an answer. And, it ha and it's, uh, let's see, I don't know where the actually, is Exodus 15, 22 through 26. It's a bitter water made sweet. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of shore. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. We're hearing a lot of, you know, stuff that's no water and all that. When they came to Merah, they could not drink the water of Merah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Merah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log. And he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. Then the Lord made for them a stat statute and a rule and there he tested them saying if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to the commandments and keep all the statutes I will put none of these diseases on you and I put on Egyptian for I am the Lord your healer he's your healer in every situation He's your healer when you can't go to sleep. You're the healer when he had to deal with Martha and um, Mary. He had compassion. He has answers. He's the sweet savior that comes to rescue your family. He's the healer that forgives and brings kindness and not quick to answer in judgment and situation. He comes and says, Shalom, I come here to give peace on earth so you can worship me in spirit and truth. There will be an awakening in all of us in the world that there is sweetness and answer to every situation. And there is not a drought in him. He will take care of every situation. We all have gone through it. We all have issues in our lives. But to talk about repetition, about your problems, that is not the answer. The answer is take authority. Put the helmet of salvation on. Put the breastplate of righteousness um, on your heart that those arrows doesn't penetrate in your life. 
Put the put gird your loins with truth. What is truth? The truth is to forgive and love one another. Thirteen years I was divorced, but I knew my husband was going to come back. I forgave him. Didn't even talk about what he went through or what he did or repetition. I loved him. I didn't care what he did. I covered him with the blood of Jesus. Who are we to judge one another? Who are we to control one another? To say what, is, what you should do and not do. We pray for one another. We need to bring sweetness. I ate a watermelon so sweet. I don't think, I've ate watermelon a thousand times. He says, Rosie, pay attention to what you're eating. I'm like, what are you talking about, Lord? It's sweet. Yeah, I know it's sweet, you know. He says, tell the body of Christ that the rest of the year is going to be sweet. Even though this bitter water that you all are going through, Jesus is the answer. He's bigger than any situation. So if there's been something stolen, and we declare that the church, it has been stolen, I can exaggerate the number. He said 2,000. But there's a lot more stuff that he has to do tomorrow. There's paperwork that Deanna, we have to agree for Deanna. She's going through some surgery tomorrow too. And, and there's a lot this church is going through. But you know what? Every person that's, that is here or not here, whatever the enemy has stolen, we, let's all stand up and agree that whatever the enemy has stolen, your sleep, your relationship, finances, whatever your bitter situation is, we're going to declare that sweetness will fall. And the, you know who the sweetness is? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, I, I feel his compassion. He knows what you're all going through. But he says, I'm going to bring sweetness in your family sweetness and everything you're going to be doing because he loves every one of us so lord we thank you i'm i i just feel your heart and compassion i sense it father you are saying shalom to every situation every bitterness that everyone that's gone through lord i thank you father that they're gonna father hear your voice and before they go to sleep, let them put the phone down, not even scroll their, their Facebooks or whatever. Let them welcome the sweetness in their dreams. Let them sweetness, let that be like Father God, that, that they can have the dreams, big dreams, prophecy like Joel, Father. Let the dreams come so big and all the desires will come forth. And we come against every spirit, every thief that has stolen from all of us. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are in agreement. The enemy has stolen seven times. He must return. He must return because, Lord, you said there is sweetness that has been released. You're making the sweet water, that means the bitter water, into sweetness the rest of the year. Those who believe 
It's going to be such a supernatural. I say Amos 9, 13, and you're, you're, you're going to just see the Sudleys coming forth. Believe with me, says the Lord. Believe with me that this is going to happen in the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus, we agree. We agree. And I think we'll, we'll kind of just close with that. And I just want to, I, I agree with all that's been said. What I hear in that thread, even as Peter was saying at the beginning, there is a place of, of our, us bringing our heart and our praise and out of our mouth. And that's, that, that's the testimony from today for prayer. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for all the prayer. We thank you that, that, Father, that you received it. Father, you've heard it. You've recorded it. You've brought it. Father, and now we just receive out of every word, out of every place that was, was spoken today, we receive from you. And we thank you. And we lift up our praise. We lift up our voice. Father, we turn our hearts towards you. We look to you. We bring our, our, our circumstances and situations and we receive from you, Lord, all the exchange. Even as Rosie said it, we exchange our bitterness, the place of loss or, or the place of, of um, circumstances and situations, Lord, coming into that place of shalom, lacking nothing, all from you. So we receive it all today, Jesus, in your name. Amen.